Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, hello. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Live Your Personal Best. Today's conversation, we're talking more about the nutrition side of things, talking more about healthy living with our guest, Lynn Bowman. So Lynn, a few decades ago, was a single mother of three who just got diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. So she's trying to cook for her family, do it on a low budget, also manage her diabetes and through that she came up with all of these recipes which now she's a grandmother she is 76 years old has passed it on to her kids and great grandkids has her own cookbook and that's what she's on to share with us today is you know these recipes that are easy with what you already have in your kitchen are able to do on a budget are really nutrient dense and can just help you have more energy overall you know, after talking with Lynn today, I hope I ha- am half as healthy as her when I am 76. She's also our oldest live your personal best guest. So I loved being able to ask her questions about, you know, looking back to when she was my age, when she was your age. So with that, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and make sure that you are subscribed. I am so excited for this brand new season. Have some interesting guests coming up. So you're not going to want to miss it. Subscribe now so you get notified of every new episode. And with that, let's get started. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Hey guys, today we are joined by Lynn. She is a 76-year-old glam grandma who knows how to get you to eat your veggies. She's the author of Brownies for Breakfast, a cookbook for diabetics and the people who love them, which she's on to talk to us more about today. Lynn, I'm so excited that you're joining us. I am so happy to be here and I'm in my workout clothes, but I thought that was appropriate, right? I love it. Yeah. So, you know, we had mentioned a little before we started this recording that a lot of my listeners are in their 20s and you're someone who, you know, has a little bit more experience. What age did you start seriously thinking about your health and kind of starting this whole quest? If we're going to be honest, and I hope we are, for me, it happened early in my life because my mother died when I was 18. And she had a chronic disease. And so I started my adult life with this up close and personal understanding of what chronic disease does to a family. And ever since then, I've, I've been in some way or another on a quest to help people not have to go through that because you have a choice. Most people, she didn't. She had a kidney disease that couldn't be helped, but 
we are now looking at this something like 85% of Americans have some form of a chronic disease. It's very often it's diabetes, sometimes it's heart disease. I, not that we want to be victim blaming and so on, but I want to be very emphatic with people that even if you have a chronic disease, you can typically manage it or you know live with it, um, control it by what you eat and how you move. And it's not really any more complicated than that, particularly diabetes. And I think people with diabetes, everyone knows enough about it to understand that it has something to do with what you eat. It has everything to do with what you eat and how you move. And, and so, um, and you ask, how did I get started on this? Well, my whole life, because I found out I was a type two diabetic when I was in my early forties, uh, when I had gestational diabetes. And ever since then, I've been determined that I was going to beat it in some way or another. And in those days, we were told that it's a progressive disease. It's going to get worse over time. There's not, you know, it's just, it's hereditary. Well, guess what? No, uh, wrong. And, and I, I'm thrilled to say that uh, at my age, I have actually got my numbers down to normal. Now, I'm no longer in diabetic territory, which, well, the doctors would say, what? You know, at your, yep. And it's all about eating, moving. And I'm not talking then about extreme dieting. It's just knowing the things to do and not to do. I don't count calories. I don't measure and weigh stuff. I just eat good food, whole food, plant-based food. That's basically the diet is just don't eat crap. And, you know, what's hard about that? Well, it's hard if, if your habits don't include cooking at all. Because the bad news in this is that you're going to have to chop something. You're going to have to actually know how to make some food to be healthy is the bottom line. Don't you think? Yeah. So you think that's like the easiest way to be introduced to healthier eating? Yeah. It's it's really, there's no way around it. If you're, if you're going to eat better and you're going to eat for maximum health and maximum performance, you can't do it out of a box or a bag. And of course, there are all these industries coming up now about um, supplements and things that you mix up and eat. And, so, and it's okay to do a shortcut once in a while if you have to. And one of the things I say in the book, I've got like 12 things that you need to do, you know, every day. I don't like to call them rules, but but it's here's what you do. Uh, one of them is to eat dark greens two or three times a day, which always people go, what? You can do that. Yes, you can do it. You throw in smoothies and you chop them up and you sprinkle them on stuff. Dark greens, all that. Because who among us eats enough leafy greens? Hardly anybody. Yeah. So you started at 18, you know, starting to think about your health. And then at 40, you seriously started thinking about what you're eating. So you've been doing this for decades now. Do you ever lose the motivation? Do you ever think like, like you slack on your eating or like kind of like, how do you stay motivated? No. Okay. First of all, one of the things that happens to you when you get older is you think you get up in the morning, you think I'm breathing. 
That's fantastic, right? I love breathing so much and I want to keep breathing. And uh, and you you actually gain with every day of life, I think you gain more of an appreciation for, look, I can move all my limbs. Look, I can run. Look, I can dance. All of it. You take it for granted when you're 25. Everybody can dance. Everybody can move. But when you're 76, look around and it's in a way, kind of a lucky few of us who are still not complaining about how we feel. I feel great. You know, I don't have the energy that I had when I was 25, which is probably good because I'd probably be getting in trouble all the time. Um, and this this way, I'm only in trouble every once in a while, you know, when I had the energy to really do something bad. But it's life is so joyful when you feel good, when you're healthy, when you can move, when when you can eat what you want, good food. And one of the things that happens when you start eating healthy, as I say in my book, is you don't want crappy food anymore. It doesn't taste good. So the Oreos don't even taste good anymore. They taste funky. You know, you lose your taste for the super sweeted up foods that you're used to the junk foods, maybe that you think are a problem for you, if you'll just give it three, four weeks, your body will respond in a really amazing way and not want that stuff anymore. But, you know, most everything else, I mean, in my book, I have donut recipes and brownie recipes and cake recipes, all those sweet things, plus savory foods, just regular foods. But once you've eaten nutrient-dense foods, that's the ticket, nutrient-dense foods, your body doesn't tolerate like empty calorie kind of foods anymore. You know, you crave that real nutrition. Yeah. I love what you said there too of it helps you live a more joyful life. Like you weren't like, this is a more strict life or this is a harder life, but you were like, no, this makes life more joyful. So I really like that by giving you the energy. Yeah. And food isn't just food. Food is community and love and ritual and all these other things. And one of the things that's happened with convenience food, fast food, is that people are driving through and, and eating out of a box or a bag. So you're missing the whole people thing, right? And and food without people, you you actually literally are not nourishing your body the same way that you do when you are with people. Even if it's just one person, even if it's maybe your computer propped up with your best friend from college on the you know screen while you eat together, you, we as humans want to sit down in the protection and company of other humans to consume our food, right? Just like the critters out in the woods do. We don't want to sit by ourselves wondering if we're okay. It, it, it all goes together. I, I think we we think more about what we eat when we eat in company. Um, and, so, and I know y'all are not necessarily living with other people, or, but I would like to suggest that you go down the hall and knock on a door and say, Mrs. Johnson, would you like to eat with me? Or something. Do your best to find someone who would appreciate some company 
to have a meal or two. And it's so easy to make a great meal as it tells you in the book and to freeze stuff. So you can just pull it out of the freezer and, and heat it up. And by the way, unlike a lot of other, I'm not a chef, I'm a grandma. So I nuke stuff, right? I am not against microwaving things to make it happen faster or get it out on the table. Nothing wrong with that at all. I'm all about it. Yeah, no, that's a great suggestion. I feel like when I cook for multiple people too is always when I eat healthier because if I'm just cooking for me, I'm like, oh, I'll, I just need one thing. But if I'm cooking for multiple, I'm like, oh, here's the salad appetizer. Here's the side dish of veggies. Like I just create like a bigger palette. And so I love that suggestion even of like, if that's how you eat healthier and that's how you'll enjoy it more, then that's what you should be doing more. That's my diet tip. That's a big one. Uh, because if people are watching you eat, right? You eat differently than if you eat by yourself. And I also love decorating a plate. I like the idea of thinking, okay, I need to put some color on this plate. Okay. I've got purple. I've got orange. Boy, it'd be nice to have a little touch of, have fun with it. And, and it's so easy to have fun with it. If you just try and get in the habit of sprinkling something green, slicing something purple. And there are certain things that you just always want to keep because they keep well, you know, you can keep a head of purple cabbage in your fridge, no matter who you are. It's inexpensive. You can you can grow a pot of parsley on your sink, you know, and snip it. There are a lot of little things that you can do that just make it look like you're eating real food. And that does your soul good as well as your belly, you know? It feels good. Yeah. So I'm interested with your cookbook because we've talked a lot about like, you know, nutritious whole foods and then your cookbook it's you know it has brownies and donuts desserts all of that so why did you choose like the dessert route for your book well it's the the book has all kinds of food in it not just desserts but i believe in starting with dessert why not right that's what we all really want uh so the book starts and ends with dessert with all kinds of other stuff in the middle but the difference is that the brownies are made super easy, by the way, one bowl, and they're made with nut butter and pumpkin. No oil, no flour, no sugar. Uh, I, I have a whole kind of spread chapter, short chapter on sugar substitutes, because if you're not using the newer sugar substitutes, you need to know what they are and which ones are great and which ones are maybe are not great. And then the good news is there are several out that are not expensive that really truly work just like sugar. Allulose is one that people may not know about. Chicory root is one that people might not know is fantastic. Monk fruit is in a lot of markets now and some people have tried that, but these things make great sweets. And so the, the brownies have cocoa powder, just plain old cocoa powder, which is good for you. It's great. Polyphenols and everything. Pumpkin, vitamin A, it's a vegetable, it's orange, it's beautiful. And canned pumpkin is easy to keep in your cupboard. So cocoa powder, pumpkin, nut butter, and you can use different kinds. I typically use almond butter. Uh, you can use crunchy or plain or raw or smooth or whatever, almond butter. And then uh, I think a little baking soda, a little pinch of salt, some cinnamon makes it really good. All mixed up in a bowl. And you can use eggs or egg substitutes. Either one, if you're strictly vegan, it still works. Just use an egg substitute, mix it up in a bowl, put it in a pan, put it in the oven, 
brownies and they're gooey and deep chocolate and fabulous. And they're a meal, a healthy meal, protein, good, healthy fat, vegetable. And then uh, we have, you probably have Trader Joe's in Boston. They have a simply light, dark chocolate candy bar that's sugar-free. It's sweetened with maltitol, which means you don't want to eat a lot of it. But with one bar, you can frost a whole pan full of brownies and it makes this beautiful, shiny, silky, you, you nuke it and mix it with a little soy milk and it makes a perfect frosting. Easy, so easy. And the best part is offering it to people and then having them go, my God, Emily, I didn't know you were such a great guy. These are the best brownies I've ever had. And then you say, yeah, and they're sugar-free. They go, wait, what? Yeah, no sugar, no flour, no oil. What? If you tell people up front that it's healthy, that it's sugar-free, and believe me, I have a lot of experience with this, their answer is, oh, no, thanks. Ew, right? You save it till after. Yeah, that's what I'll have to do with my dad then. But I love, you know, you're like, yeah, these are desserts, but you don't have to save them to the end. Like, they're so healthy, you can have them as the meal. No, it's a meal. Yeah, and you can freeze them. So grab them on the way to work or out to work out or whatever. And, and so that's more or less the way most of the food in the book is, is designed because I learned to cook as the single mother of three kids and I was their sole support. So I had no money, no time, right? And I was diabetic. So, and three kids. So you, you figure out stuff, right? You figure out how to get her done. And my friends would say to me, you know, this is really good. How did you even do this kind of thing? And I always enjoyed feeding other people too. It was always fun to have somebody at the table. And that's what I want for you. I want for everybody to feel confident that you can whoop something up and it's super healthy and it's, you know, power food and it's yummy and it's cheap. Yeah. How often a week do you find yourself cooking then? I cook every day. It's just that I don't, I don't necessarily make company, you know, food for company every day, but I cook something for myself or my husband and myself every day. And it's easy, you know, it's a habit, but also I don't have to, and of course, everybody's working at home now. So you gotta cook, right? If you're, if you're working remotely, it's not like you're downtown by the great little takeout place anymore. You're going to have to do this, but stuff is so easy, you know, just to throw a few things together. And, and if you shop strategically, and then, you know, you can just reach in your freezer and pull out the shrimp that's already cooked and you just run the hot water over it. And you've got some greens, bada boom. It's it's just knowing what to do. It's not that it's hard. It's not that it takes that much time. And I've got some, there's a soup recipe in the book that uh, actually was in my last book because everybody needs this recipe. Everybody needs to do this. Are you ready? And it's so easy. And it's a basic, if you had a French grandma or an Italian grandma, this is how she would make the soup. And it's onions and carrots and celery chopped up, sauteed in some olive oil. And then you take all the greens out of your fridge that you bought thinking you were going to make salad and you know stuff. So 
anything from any dark green, collard greens, um, uh, chard, kale, spinach, any of those things, chop them up, throw them in the pan with broth or water, whatever you have in your fridge. I always keep little boxes of uh, vegetable broth. So you, you fill the pot up with water or broth, and then you cook it on low on a Saturday afternoon, whatever, for a while. If you have one of those insty things that makes it faster, you can do it with that. Uh, or a crock pot, you can do it with that. And then you add a can, or I don't, I prefer a box of tomatoes, um, or all the tomatoes that are coming out of your garden. Oh, you don't have a garden? Does your grandma have a garden? Not in the city. <laughs> My parents do. All right. Okay. But tomatoes, uh, so either preserved tomatoes, dried tomatoes, some kind of tomatoes make it really good, and some herbs. And what you've done is you've made this big old pot of just all healthy vegetables. Yay. But what's great is now you're going to put some in jars, freeze it, or just put it in your fridge. Um, and the next day you you put like a quart of it, maybe more, in a pot. And then you take chickpea pasta. Have you tried chickpea pasta? Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of chickpea. All right. You just dump it in the soup. Not cooked. Just right out of the box. When the soup is at a boil... And you bring it back to the boil, you turn it off, you put the lid on it and let it sit for 10 minutes. Dinner's ready. It's fantastic because the chickpea pasta soaks up all the flavor of the soup and all the nutrition. And you can sprinkle a little nutritional yeast flakes or Parmesan or something on top of it and you make it fancy, but there's a great meal. It's high protein, it's high fiber, it's got all this nutrition in it, boom, right? And the most wonderful, we all love that kind of warm, soupy, kind of casserole stuff like our grandma would have made for us, don't we? I do. Mm -hmm. I love that kind of food. Yeah, I can already just like picture the smell that comes from it too, of like the soup boiling with all those things mixed in. That sounds delicious. Plus it's foolproof. Literally, I have a little, a darling little chicken timer and so you dump the pasta into the, the hot liquid, you put the lid on, you put the timer on for 10 minutes, you can't mess it up. It's not going to get goopy, you know, it's, it's, just, and nothing is wasted. Everything, you don't even waste water. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And hearing you talk about these different recipes too, it's like, yeah, cooking can be easy. You know, you're not saying, okay, like, here's like the three-step process that, take days and all this planning and you have to go to the grocery store to get these like weird things but it's like take the stuff out of your fridge that you're not using throw it all together yes eat what you have eat what you have absolutely and i i don't know why anybody would want to jump in their car and run to the grocery store to get a list of stuff i mean some people do i know but not me i got other things to do plus now gas is too expensive, right? Nobody wants to jump in their car and go anywhere if they don't have to. But in the book, I talk about what to always have on hand. You know, there's certain little things that you just always keep that, that don't go bad, you know, that um, work just fine. And uh, there's so many things that you can make with just a few basic supplies. And if you've always got those, you always know you have a meal, whether you have anything fresh or not. And Another thing I talk about a lot with, especially people like you who are performance oriented athletes, eat 
fruit in season, eat vegetables in season. You know, it's good for your microbiome. Your, your human body is geared to eat what is being produced now by spring or by summer or by fall. Uh, and of course, I've just talked about pumpkins, which, you know, are only in season, but canned pumpkin, you can be forgiven for that. But for the most part, if you're, if you're going to the store to buy fresh stuff, get what is in season, not stuff that's been flown from Chile. And I, I hope that everyone is kind of getting the drift about making friends with a farmer and going to the farmer's market if you can. And, you know, even the cities now have farmer's markets that come into town and where you can get super wonderful, fresh stuff. And like right now here in California, it's stone fruit time. You know, we've got all this gorgeous apricots and peaches and nectarines. And those sound so good. Those never come in season over here. So they don't at all ever. I don't know if I've seen any um, like apricot trees or anything. No, I think we probably all get it from uh, you guys. Maybe apricots are a, are a bit of a California, maybe Arizona thing. It could be, but I'm sure you have, you have blackberries. Mm-hmm. And lots of blueberries. All the berries are here. And apples mm-hmm. and cherries. Okay. All in season. And then you'll just have to come to California and eat with me for the nectarines and the apricots and all those. Yes. No, I, I love this. This is all great advice. Is there any one last piece of advice that you'd love to leave everyone with? Advice that you'd have for your younger self? Well, I wish we had more time. I got a lot to tell you guys. Um, the, the thing I want for you is for you to eat joyfully. I want you to, to not think of food as deprivation or punishment or measurement, or I want you to eat like an animal, you know, to, to really love what you're eating and smell what you're eating and know what you're eating is bringing you health and sustenance and power and speed. Uh, and the way to do that is to eat whole food real food, plant-based food. And we haven't even talked about meat or factory farm meat or dairy or any of that stuff, but it's all in my book. I'm getting, thank you very much, great reviews about it. And I'm thrilled that people seem to be connecting with it because it's, there's nothing new in there. It's, this is a grandma talking to you about how to stay healthy and happy. Yeah, I love that. We always need grandma's recipes, especially the healthy ones. Now, where can people find you and brownies for breakfast and all of that? It's uh, it's easy. If you'll just remember my name, it's Lynn Bowman, L-Y-N-N-E-B-O-W-M-A-N. And I'm, you can look at my podcast appearances on Listen Notes or on you know Spotify and all those services. They have lists of podcasts. And if you just search on my name, it'll be in there. The book is on Amazon. And of course, what I want you to do is get a hardback and then just keep it out on your counter all the time so that you can turn the page and go, oh, look, there's dinner right there. It's so easy. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I'll put all the links down below. It was a pleasure having you on. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.